Welcome to the Global Elections Podcast. I'm Jason Manchester. Today, we're back in Peru for the second round of the presidential election. Center-right candidate Keiko Fujimori has won the first round of Peru's presidential election. Exit polls have given her around 40% of the vote. Fujimori consigue un amplio margen frente a su principal rival, el centro-derechista y ex-ministro Pedro Pablo Kuczynski del Partido Peruano por el Cambio. Should Fujimori win the decisive runoff, she will become the country's first female leader. She's the conservative daughter of the jailed and former president Alberto Fujimori. She narrowly lost her first presidential bid in 2011 to President Olanta Humala. As you heard, the first round of elections saw Keiko Fujimori take 40% of the vote with her party, Fuerza Popular, taking well over half of the seats in Congress. Fujimori's victory in Congress is significant, as it is the first time since the deeply flawed elections of 1995 that a party has taken a majority. Those polls were won by her father after he had suspended the constitution. This victory is significant and indicates the extent to which Fujimori has dedicated herself to creating a new and true political party. Although, as we had discussed previously, Congress is usually prepared to horse trade with the president, no matter the party. That doesn't seem to be the case this time. Fujimori has spent the five years since her election loss in 2011 building her party in every small town of every province, and it has developed a reputation for cohesion and unity. Her competitor, the second-place contestant, is the 77-year-old economist and former Prime Minister Pedro Pablo Kuczynski. We know him as PPK. He took 21% of the vote, beating out the leftist Veronica Mendoza, who was third place with 18%. Between the two of them, they now control less than 30% of the congressional seats. After her loss, Mendoza said that she will not endorse Kuczynski, as his neoliberal policies were too similar to Fujimori, but she has recently reversed the decision saying that Fujimori's candidacy was too dangerous with its association to organized crime and to Alberto Fujimori's corrupt and violent regime. Kuczynski, for his part, has risen to meet the challenge on a wave of negative sentiment towards the Fujimori name. But it hasn't been enough. Public polling has Fujimori at an average of 48% and Kuczynski at an average of 44 The mean distance between them in the weekly polls of the month of May is 4%, and this remains a hurdle in the race to stop Fujimori. In many countries, elections for the chief executive happen in two rounds, and often you'll see many ideologically diverse candidates competing in the first round, with the top two candidates competing in a runoff during the second round. The most famous example of a two-round election is probably France, although the system is widely used in South America, the countries of the former Soviet Union, and throughout the former French colonies of East Africa. Two-round elections affect both strategy and the party system. The first ballot in a two-stage presidential election will be dominated by candidates trying to shore up their bases in order to reach a spot on the second ballot. In France, you often see the mainstream left-wing candidates move farther to the left and the mainstream right-wing candidates move farther to the right in order to undercut the more hardline parties. The second ballot is the stage when these two candidates turn to the center with their base secure. The second stage will often focus on a presumed median voter who exists in what we assume to be the center of public opinion. But we have to remember that Peru's party system is not as strong as that in France and the United States, and at the moment in Latin America, there seems to be a shift to the right. The left-wing forces that took the presidency in 2011 did not make the second round of voting. The current president's party actually did not participate in this election for fear of being deregistered. The flavor of this election could be considered to be a referendum on Fujimori. She is the discussion that the country is having, with strong support in some parts of the country and strong opposition to her candidacy in others. 
Street protests have been held in all of Peru's major cities. The largest of these was held on April 5th, the anniversary of the day that Fujimori's father staged a coup and suspended the constitution. From a policy perspective, both candidates are from the center-right, with both candidates claiming to promote economic growth and security. But the overall feel of the campaign is that of a populist Fujimori against a technocratic Kuczynski. After her first-round victory, Fujimori has pivoted her campaign in order to secure some of the left-wing votes that went to the now-missing left-wing candidates. So, for example, the current government has been cracking down on illegal gold mining in the highlands in a bid to prevent damage to the environment. Fujimori has spoken out in support of the illegal mining activity and has indicated that she will normalize the practice. A recent civil service law passed by the current government would restrict collective bargaining by certain public service groups. This was opposed publicly by Fujimori. Kuczynski has supported the law, which is designed to rein in public spending. In terms of trade policy, Fujimori opposes the Trans-Pacific Partnership, the TPP, while PPK supports it. The Trans-Pacific Partnership is opposed by many left-wing groups because of its investor-state dispute settlement mechanism, which allows foreign corporations to sue a country for lost revenues. Kuczynski opposes the death penalty, while Fujimori is in support. Peru currently has no death penalty, so this may be a rare example of a modern country introducing it. Most significantly, Fujimori has flip-flopped on two signature social policies, civil unions for same-sex couples and the legalization of abortion in the case of rape. She had been supporting both of these, but has now backed away after winning the first round of elections in order to shore up the Catholic vote. Kuczynski has not given definitive statements on either policy. The most likely outcome is that Keiko Fujimori will win and become the first female president of Peru. With her party, a party that owes its success only to her, in complete control of Congress, she would be, more or less, in absolute control over the levers of state. If she wins, she would face enormous opposition from civil society groups and the middle class, which have opposed her candidacy throughout the campaign. The Global Elections Podcast was recorded this week in Montreal and in Ottawa at the James Street Studios by me, Jason Manchester. Special thanks this week to Ian in Texas and Stephanie in Montreal. A lot of the information that you heard here, we got from reading Peru Reports. You can find them at perureports.com. You can find the Global Elections Podcast on Facebook at backslash Global Elections Podcast. And you can find me on Twitter at JK Manchester. Thanks for listening.